Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast space where life feels lighter. You know, sometimes life can have us feeling worn out and weighed down, locked up and left out, or just simply looking for more. And if that sounds like you, then you are in the right place. Freed Up has a word for you. Today's episode, we're going to continue our look back as we approach our first year anniversary. So I want to share with you again a segment of the episode entitled Leaving the Stuck Place. Now, I don't know about you, but during this pandemic season, I've felt stuck in a lot of different spaces in my life. And I needed to listen and hear from God again about what tools and what resources and what word he has for me so I can lift up from these stuck places, move forward and achieve and accomplish all that he has for me in this season. And I know you want the same. So stay tuned to this and listen in. No one plans a trip to go to a stuck place. It's not on your bucket list and no travel agent offers it as an option for your next travel destination. The stuck places happen in our lives by way of unexpected detours and sometimes we get there by default. Stuck places are those places that we've planted roots down, where we feel trapped, resigned to be where we are, unable to move, incapacitated, immobilized or hemmed up, maybe hemmed in. A stuck place might be your unexpected stop after a failed relationship or several of them. You might be in a stuck place because of a poor financial decision that collapsed your savings and left you in debt, or it could be because of a loss of a job that you loved. It could happen because of rejection from your family or the betrayal of a friend. You might end up in a stuck place because of the death of someone that you love so dearly and your sorrow is the place you now live. Or maybe you feel stuck trying to manage a chronic illness. Maybe the stuck place has occurred because the stressors of life have just piled up one by one and the onslaught of them has just caused you to give up on doing anything about any of it. Getting stuck can happen because of our faulty choices or because of the selfish choices of others that have left scars and wounds. The stuck place might be a result of resistant emotions that just won't seem to go away after a big letdown or disappointment. Maybe the feelings of defeat because of a sin habit or patterns of behaviors that just land you in the same place over and over again. Being stuck can also simply be the outcome of not feeling confident in knowing what to do next in life? Could it be that you can't break out of that head and heart space you're in because God has said no to something you desperately wanted or he hasn't allowed it to happen in your life just yet? We all get emotionally and spiritually stuck from time to time, but those stuck places might happen unexpectedly. We have to be careful because they can become comfortable unintentionally. That's why we want to talk about this on our journey to being freed up. And by the way, how do you even know if you're spiritually or emotionally stuck? Well, here are just a few questions that you can ask yourself to honestly assess if you might be in a stuck place. The first one is, do you feel little to no energy or motivation 
when it comes to doing something about the particular issue or situation you know needs to change in your life? Do you find that your thinking about a particular situation is generally and consistently negative or critical? The third one is, have you noticed if people close to you have begun avoiding talking with you about a particular issue or situation, or maybe they get quiet when you speak about it or quickly change the subject whenever you bring it up? And the fourth thing is, are you able to identify and or articulate a reasonable and steady level of growth in this area over time? Or do you think or feel about this issue primarily the same way after several weeks, months, or maybe even years? In the Old Testament of the Bible, in the book of Judges, Judges chapter six, we read about an experience in the life of Gideon, who was a judge of Israel. What is apparent after the first 13 verses of this chapter is that Gideon is living in a stuck place along with the entire nation of his people. You see, the people of Israel were in a stuck place because of their idolatry, their continued unfaithfulness to God. They were overwhelmed by the unmatched power of the enemy nations that surrounded them, namely the Midianites and the Amalekites. And these enemy nations were basically having their way with Israel. They were bullies. They didn't try to kill the Israelites. They simply wanted to leverage power over them and render them weak, unstable, and unable to provide for themselves. And they did this by raiding and attacking Israel at harvest season and stealing and destroying their crops and taking their livestock, which of course greatly affected their ability to provide for their families. It also caused Israel emotional turmoil and distress because they had no freedom. They lived in fear and hypervigilance, not knowing how and when their enemies might attack. And this distress was compounded by the fact that they were forced to hide their crops in caves and crevices in the ground. This was not a sustainable way for them to live. And over time, their enemies increased as many of these nations bonded together to overpower Israel. The Bible says that their enemies became so numerous that they looked like locusts. And after seven years of this, God's people were so overwhelmed, outmatched and oppressed that they cried out to God in their place of dire need and distress. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you couldn't do anything else but cry out to God? But when we first read about Gideon in this chapter, he's hiding. He's threshing wheat in the wine press to keep it from being raided and stolen. They would normally thresh or beat out the wheat in an open area so that the wind could blow away the unused portion, which is called chaff. But instead, Gideon was in a more secluded area doing this work on a wine press to ensure he would not be easily detected by the enemy nations. Gideon was in a stuck place. When you read the entire sixth chapter of Judges, you will see that Gideon was stuck vocationally. He was trying to provide for his family in the midst of a traumatic and stressful circumstance, a famine. Gideon was stuck emotionally. He was fearful and discouraged by his and his nation's present condition. He was stuck mentally. He didn't believe that there was a way out of his situation. And he was stuck spiritually. He felt that God had abandoned him and his people. Gideon and the nation of Israel were in desperate need of being freed up. But God, 
because in spite of how his chosen people had treated him, he was still compassionate to them and drawn to their cries for help. He had a plan to rescue them from their stuck places. I have to pause here for a moment just to ask you, do you know that God has a plan to help you leave your stuck place? So God's plan starts to unfold and it begins with meeting Gideon right where he is in his stuck place, hiding out, disappointed, disillusioned, discouraged, and disgruntled. God wants to meet you right where you are as well. An angel of the Lord comes to Gideon to speak for God and says, Gideon, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Gideon's response reflects his hurt, his frustration, and his helplessness. He questions whether God really cares. He wants to know, God, where are you? He believes that God has abandoned him and his people. And he's trying to figure out why God's power that he had heard about from his ancestors, why it hadn't been displayed in his stuck place. Basically, Gideon wants to know if God cares about the fact that he's stuck and if God is going to do something about it. Have you ever been there wondering if God even sees you, if he's forgotten about you? if he really cares about what you're dealing with and what you're going through, well, you're not alone. We have all felt that way at some time in our lives. But what God says to Gideon next is about to shake things loose. God reveals this rescue roadmap for Gideon, one that each of us can put into our own spiritual and emotional GPSs to get unstuck and get freed up. God responds to Gideon's discouragement with four very important instructions, and they are found in verse 14 of chapter 6. God says through this angel, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? So let's break this roadmap down. The first thing that God says is go. Gideon had been hiding. He was not just in a stuck place, but he was in a stagnant place. And when I read throughout the Bible, the times that God instructs someone to go, it's always accompanied in a sense with an unwritten invitation to trust. God told Abraham to go to a place where he would show him. Abraham just had to trust God that he would be with him and make good on the promises that he had received from God. God told Moses to go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Moses had to trust God in order to go. So sis, listen, the first step in getting unstuck is to go. Get moving. Do something to start your process to being freed up. Now go is going to require your faith, faith over your fears. And often that first step is the hardest, but it's the most necessary. What is your first step? Do you need to go and tell a friend that you need help? Or maybe it's calling some of those resources that you have for a period of time and you just haven't used. Or maybe it's just simply praying to God and telling him with a sincere and an open heart that you need his help to get going. So God said to Gideon, go. The second thing was to go in the strength you have. Sometimes we're immobilized to take the first step or that next step to move forward because we think we need something else than what we already have. 
more resources, more support groups, more encouragement from friends and family. When the truth is that God has already given you what you need for this very moment. You have right now strength, not future, not past, but right now. Philippians 4.13 says that we can do all things through Christ, who is the one who gives us strength. God's presence in you is his strength and power for you. And then the third thing that God tells Gideon is that you will save Israel out of Midian's hands. Well, you are definitely not being asked to go and fight a battle with Midian. But God has called you to something very important and specific that only you can do for his kingdom. And as long as you stay in that stuck place, you can't fulfill your destiny that is yours through Christ Jesus. Now listen carefully to this. Gideon's freedom from being stuck was tied to his willingness to go, to trust what God was telling him, and to do so in the strength he already had. But not only was Gideon's freedom tied to his faith to move forward, but so was his families and the entire nation of Israel. Have you thought about what is awaiting you on the other side of your stuck place? And I wonder who else's freedom is tied to your willingness to get freed up? Maybe it's your children, a family member, a coworker, or a friend. I assure you, someone else is watching you and needs you to do what God is calling you to do right now in this season of your life. Finally, God reminds Gideon, who is the ultimate power source? He says, am I not sending you? God wanted Gideon to know that the same God that delivered Israel from their Egyptian oppressors, who were just as numerous and just as powerful as Midian, is the same God that was speaking to him to get moving and trust him every step of the way. I can just hear God saying, if I did it before, I can do it again, because I'm just that kind of God. And when you think about it, God was the one that had been keeping Gideon safe while he had been hiding. God was the one who was providing for Gideon and his family in the midst of the raids and the robberies. God was the one that was holding back the enemies from totally annihilating Israel. In Jeremiah 32, verse 27, God says of himself, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is there anything too hard for me? And God says the same to each of us. We are not alone and we don't have to do this work alone of getting unstuck. The God of the universe and all of mankind is on your side. There is nothing too hard for him to do, even when it feels hard. And he will not leave you nor abandon you. He's with you as you take each step toward your freedom. Think back to what he's already done on your behalf and remind yourself, oh yeah, God's got me. I can do what I need to with his help in my life. So where are you in this roadmap? Do you need to start at go and get moving? Or do you simply need to be encouraged that you have the strength you need to move forward right now? Do you need to be reminded that you are here for a purpose with a unique calling to fulfill? God created it just for you. And that assignment is waiting for you to leave that stuck place. 
Your life is more than just about you. Have you rested in the fact that God is the one who is able to do far more than you can ask or imagine according to the power that works in you? Man, that was good. I was reminded that I have to go and go in the strength that I have and make sure that I'm reminded that God has something very important for me to do and for you to do, even in this season, as it relates to your job, to your children, to your families, to your mental health. So go in the strength you have today so that you can do all that God has called you to do. And remember, I'm walking this road with you. God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you.